G'day, 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 guys. What's going on? Matt again for another episode. Hope all is well with you guys out there today. Uh, it's been a while since I've done. I've actually have done an episode. I know that. I understand that. Sorry about that. Um, been kind of busy. Um, but today is something I kind of want to get you guys to have a look at. Uh, it's basically this episode is actually going to be something that I reckon is has to be done and has to be said. And uh, my good mate John, which is the guest of today's show, really done a great job of it. Now, this is an interview that I actually recorded uh, a little while ago. And um, like it says in the title, uh, this is what Australia should hear. Um, Now, we're talking about politics. We're talking about China. We're talking about just general shit. Okay. So here it is. This is me and John having an interview about Australia. And what should be happening. Anyway, here it is. So, uh, today, I've got John here again. What's going on, mate? Well, it's hot here. And uh, it's very hot in our politics as well at the moment. Yeah. We're facing a major crisis in this country. And uh, what you see on the news and what you hear in the media seems to be a bit fabricated, I feel. It's... uh, we're not getting the full truth. No. We're not... Uh, we've been kept in the dark, like always. Mm. Uh, hidden agendas by people-elect. And uh, that's really what I want to speak to today about, is, is elections. Yeah. Is that, you know, hypothetically speaking, what would happen to Australia if everyone put the major parties last on their ballot paper? Yeah. If we had an independent Prime Minister, we had an independent Treasurer, we had independent Immigration Ministers, we had an independent government Mm. that wasn't a Liberal or a National or a Labor. Uh, You know, it makes me wonder, you know, what would would happen? You know, we we have had outspoken individuals in the past... um, just to mention Pauline Hanson during the John Howard years, she was jailed for some trumped-up reason. She served time in jail. Yep. We have Clive Palmer, who was bewittled by a government who pulled all sorts of tricks and trickeries on him to get him to shut up, um, accused him of doing all sorts of atrocities to his own companies. But at the end of the day... What these people said was true. It was the truth. And I think, this is just my view, is that the government of today and yesterday can't handle the truth. They can't speak it and they can't listen to it. And the truth is that we don't need to be reliant on China. No. We never were in the 50s and the 60s. Even into the seventies, we weren't. It wasn't. I remember our dealings with China starting in around about 70, 77, 78. Uh, a prime minister by the name of Malcolm Fraser. Yep. 
um, who sacked uh, a Labor Prime Minister, Gough Whitlam, because he held a white Australian policy. Yep. Now, that policy was foresight at the time, but could we imagine if that policy was still current now? Where would we be? We would be up with solitary nations like America, Russia, England, Germany, France, that, you know, they have their own industries there. They're self-sufficient in a lot of ways. Where We've sold all our industries off. We've sold our self-sufficiencies off. We don't know how to think for ourselves anymore. We're believing leaders that are supposed to be elected by the people. Well... I didn't vote for this business with China. No. I certainly didn't agree with all our eggs being put in China's basket because now look what's happened. You know, they it's just it's just a mess. I've just been made redundant from a from an export contract. Um, millions and millions and millions of tons of of wood going overseas to China and then they come up with this poor excuse um, bark beetles. But yet the media hasn't shown us what beetle it is. Yep. Hasn't scientifically named that beetle. No. There's been no evidence to suggest that this beetle even exists. But yet it's caused China to say, well, we don't want your wood because of the beetle. It's dirty. Uh, we don't want your wine because you're dumping it on us. We don't want your barley because you're dumping it on us. We don't want your beef because... It's um, like B quantity or something. Yeah, like well, that one. it was, it was I mean shit meat or something. <coughs> we look at the price that a farmer's getting today for a prime quality steer at around about $6.50 a kilo. Yeah. We go to our local butcher shop and we can expect to pay 27 maybe up to $30 a kilo. Yeah. So I can't understand why we've got to eat second grade stuff, a second grade our own produce, second grade produce, all the top stuff has been satisfying the greed of China and now they're not ha- even happy with that. So why aren't we having prime quality meats and seafoods and grains and cereals and all sorts of stuff processed and manu- manufactured and, and sold to Australians? Yeah. Why, why does everything have to rely on China? You know, like, as I keep saying, dark miner. We don't need them. We really don't. We're an island nation. We're one of the biggest islands in the world, a single nation. Yeah. Um, I can't understand why we're... You know, like I see on the news yesterday, $700 million worth of coal now is dirty. Dirty coal. Well, coal's dirty anyway, so I can't see the... You know, they're just nitpicking at things. They want to try and cripple us so that they can come in and say, all right, well, we won't buy that paddock for $10,000. We'll buy it for $10. Yeah. And our government is full enough, currently is full enough to sell it to them for the cheapest price. We're selling ourselves short. We're selling ourselves cheap, you know. I can't understand why we lost the car industries, even though they were American-based. But in saying that, we still had car industries here. We've mm. had a lot of industries here. We don't even produce any steel anymore. No. China's still buying our iron ore. I think this this should be a uh, used as a tool 
against China because they're only going to end up use, using that steel to, to, to come back at us with yep. tanks, ships, planes, soldiers, whatever. You know, steel's a raw product. But, um, yeah, we should be producing our own steel. We should be building our own navies. We should be building our own air forces. We should be over a million strong in our defences. We should be expanding our defences... We shouldn't be buying any technology off any other country in the world because we're smart enough people to do it ourselves. Well, shit, well, you think we would anyway. You, you would think, think so, yeah. yes. You would think so. But, yeah, so my thought on this is that if everyone put the Liberals, Nationals and the Labor Party, the three-party preferred, I don't call it the two-party preferred, I call it the three-party preferred, at the bottom of their ballot paper mm. and put... Independence at the top of the ballot paper, yep. whether you know them or not. I, it would be very interesting to see how it would form, what would happen. You know, like there's some smart individuals out there that don't want to be involved with politics or are very politically motivated in their own special way and do have good values. Let's hear their values. Exactly. You know, let's give them an opportunity to prove their worth, mm. you know, Let's not, you know, this media, is, the media has a fair bit to play in with what we know and what we don't know. And it's, you know, it's all politically correctness, I suppose. I think it's politically incorrectness myself. We're not hearing the full truth. You know, like, it's like, <coughs> oh, excuse me, it's like being innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Now... These three, these 13 soldiers that have been charged or allegedly accused of these atrocities, not once, not twice, not any time, has the media publicised, released or made statement to the fact is that they know where the 39 bodies are. They've been forensically assumed from the ground, been forensically examined. They've got convincing, undoubtable evidence to suggest that they were Australian bullets, if they exist, mm -hmm. that was used on these prisoners. And it was an Australian elite services that done this. Is this not, it, to me, it just seems like another political propaganda story that may have come being fuelled by some wealthy Chinaman in Afghanistan wanting to discredit us and making up these accusations. Propaganda. Propaganda. I reckon, that's what, I reckon that's what it is. I reckon Chinese could be spreading rumours about us and saying this shit and then saying to certain people, you don't, you don't know. That's, that's well, the whole you thing. Just don't, you just don't know, Matt. The, evidence, the evidence doesn't show, John. That's the whole thing. No, it doesn't. There's no you know, media's not showing any evidence at all. They're, show, they're showing footage, uh, the same footage every day or every week. You, yeah. you see the same footage. There's no burial sites. No. There's, no. Th there's no battlegrounds that have been shown. Th th there's nothing to indicate that this happened. It's one word against another. It's an accusation that was made and it's been investigated. Now, I know some soldiers that have been over there and fought. Mm. I've noticed some soldiers that have gone over there and served. Bloody good people they are. Mm. And I am certain, with, without a doubt that this is just a big make-up story to discredit our armed forces so that we have some sort of rift within our own military organisation that will cripple us if we keep persisting with it. 
that will discredit us. And, and this is what I'm seeing it doing. It's still, Australia is discrediting itself all the time because China is what's calling the shots. China shouldn't be calling the shots. We shouldn't have anything to do with China. If China wants us our product, yep. they need to approach Australia yep. with a price. Australia needs to say to China, well, we can provide X amount for X amount. Exactly. And they walk away with that. Yep. If they don't like that, go somewhere else and find it. Exactly right. If you like it, we can produce that. We can sell that to you for that agreed price. Yeah, at a fair fucking price. Not fucking cheap as chips. Nah, well, a fair price. A fair price. You know, China's the one that needs a food bowl to feed itself. Oh, Christ, yeah. yeah. So what's going to happen if they've knocked back a lot of our exports now and they're only taking the raw products that they really need to survive with? Yeah, okay. There's other countries in the world that are supplying them with products at, at the moment. Mm. But those countries that are supplying them with those products are not going to be able to supply them forever. No. We've been supplying China for the last 30 years, constantly. My whole lifetime. Basically. So, well, I'm, I'm 31, so my life. Yeah, well, exactly. I've, I've seen the change in my lifetime. I'm 56. There, there you go. So... I don't think South America could supply China with timber for the next 30 years. Oh, nah. Yeah, I, I don't think, think so, New nah. Zealand could. It's not sustainable in these smaller nations. South America is quite sick with COVID. Oh, yeah. So is it possible, I'm just thinking of this now, is it possible that China will invade South America to harvest its own timber to, make, to rob, rob that land of all its value? They're just China are just on a raiding party, rape, pillage, and burn. That's all they want to do is they just want to rape the land, pillage everything they can get out of it, and then burn it because it's useless. They don't care of the future; they only care of today. You know, they got shitty because our so-called prime minister and it makes my throat dry when I have to say that, but. When, when he challenged them about the covert and they got the shits on. Oh, did they ever. And and it's it's all trend from there. Well, you know, like, America's just gone through a really turmoiled election. Oh, God, yeah, it's still going now. Well, it is still going. But but you just got to look at America's history at the moment. They, they, they were saying it as well, but America wasn't supplying their exports to China as much, mm. whereas Australia was. So... The Chinese government has said, right, we're going to punish you for saying that. Saying the wrong thing, we're going to punish you. So we're not going to buy your wine. Oh, and we're not going to buy your barley. Oh, and we're going to come up with a bark beetle in the wood. Sugar, and sugar now we've got dirty coal. Next, will it be our iron ore goes rusty too quick and they'll stop buying that too? I don't even think we should be giving them anything. I think all exports should have stopped when they said that they wouldn't take out wine. Yep, there I reckon a, that too. Definitely. There was a problem there when when they said, and, and you know what, you see them talk about the five eyes. They want the, the five eyes to stop looking. I've never heard this saying before, but I read it across the bottom of the TV, not on the ABC. It's, we'll poke or pluck 
the eyes out of anyone that discriminates against us. Well, I mean to say I've been discriminated against China for many years because I've never liked it. I've never liked it. I'm not even real keen on their food, actually. But it's it just saddens me to think that we've become so reliant on one country for its exports and the only reason why they bought what they were buying it was printed money. It's like it's like America goes to war. They, they they have to have a war. America has to have a war every roughly every ten to fifteen years, so that Congress gives it the okay to actually print money. Yeah, it was so the same. It was the same thing with World War Two. It was the same thing with Korea. It was the same thing with Vietnam. It was exactly. all other wars. So they can print money to buy things. So they yeah. can sell arms to to nations that need to defend themselves from rebel forces and whatnot that are invading other countries as they are dispersing. So, out of this, we need to put our main political leaders and parties at the bottom of the list and let someone that has a broader, more experienced opportunity to lead the country. Someone that knows what it's like to live in the slums. Someone that knows what it's like to be homeless. Someone that knows what it's like to be an addict. Someone that knows what it's like to go out and do seven days a week 12 hours a day and have five or six kids at home and not have any time for themselves. Yep. You know? All this highfalutin and dignified people, that, that, you know, like wearing all these suits and that on TV, th- that's fine. I mean, to say that's representation and it's probably protocol, but it's not working. No, it's not, mate. It's not working. No. Australia, we should have no unemployment. We have royal commission after royal commission after royal commission in defiling faults within our governments, within our organisations. Recommendations are made. It costs us millions of dollars to have these royal commissions and yet nothing's done. No. You know, like the people, the poor people in Black Saturday that are still not being, can't get their houses built. Because of rules and regulations, yeah. are still living in sea containers and caravans. Yeah. Twelve months after they're coming into another summer, now they've just gone through a harsh winter, a COVID winter, mm-hmm. living in caravans, living on the only land that they own, the only place they've got to live because they can't afford to live anywhere else because the government can't support them. Yeah. And here they go now; they're coming into another sea. These people should have been looked after right from the start. Well, it's like all these bloody campaigns, John, about um, gathering money up, you know, all these big concerts and that, yeah. raising millions of dollars, but they're not getting the fucking money, mate. No, they're not. The money's... Well, there's been a, there's been a parliamentary inquiry into that, which we never heard anything out of it. Some organisations receiving millions, alleged millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, in donations to go and help these people, but yet... Nothing's done. Nothing's done. You see them still driving down in their beaten-up old cars, going to their, their caravan or their tent or their sea, sea containers that are put together with a tarp over the top of them, and they've just done a harsh winter. Yeah. They've also been in quarantine and lockdown because of this bloody COVID. Yeah. Uh, why is this happening to our people? Why are our alleged supposedly elected leaders allowing its own citizens 
to suffer like this when we're more concerned about a bloody bark beetle yeah. that hasn't been identified, scientifically hasn't been named. There hasn't been a picture of it either. No pictures. No, There's no been nothing. nothing like that. Nothing. And yet we've got, just here now today, we've got back benches saying one thing, we've got front benches saying another thing, we've got premiers saying something else, and we've got prem, uh, prime ministers and opposition leaders saying something totally different. But yet... They're all getting wages. They're all collecting superannuation. They've all got nice houses to go home to. They've all got stability because they've got the silver spoon. What about all the people that have put them there? What about all their constituents? Are they really looking after their constituents? No, they're not. The Aussie battlers, no. Exactly. So this is what I'm saying. is the constituents should start voting for these people, putting them at the bottom of the ballot paper yep not at the top at the bottom put them down the bottom where we've been kept for so many years yep give them a dose of our medicine give them a dose of what it's like exactly and i think we'll see a really big change in attitude and this country is great we can make it greater and we just have to have the right people in the places to make it great, to be able to make decisions. Get rid of all these blundering two-bob public servants mm. that handball on, you know, like who who signed the cheque to pay for the security guards to do the security on the, the Novotel quarantine station in Melbourne? No one's knows. Yeah. But someone did. Oh, yeah. Someone did. So why, aren't that, why hasn't that person been charged with 800 counts of murder? Exactly right. Why haven't the security forms been, firms been charged with murder? Yep. Because it's nothing short. We are an island nation. We should not have had any quarantine outbreak at all. We eliminated polio. We eliminated TB. We've eliminated a lot of diseases in this country. We've stopped a hell of a lot getting here. Yeah. And what's happened? Why this COVID thing? You know, like, is it really true? Is it really true? Who knows? Mm. You know? We, you just don't know. I, I know someone that was told he had it and he was quite ill, but three weeks after having it, he was back back at work and yep. he said it felt like just a really bad dose of the flu. Yeah, yeah. And nothing more. Yeah. Nothing more. So... So where were we at? We were at yeah, we just had to pause for a minute, guys. Um, I think you were just talking about the uh, the way the government is now. I think yeah, sure. and um, it's you hear it all the time in the street. You know, like I'm a very open minded sort of person. I like to talk to people wherever I go and get views. I can accept people that don't have the same view as me. But when you put it to them about the way things are, and they sit back and they think. And they listen to what you have to say, mm. and then they you, you see an expression change on their face. And they go, you know, he's, he's right. You know, yeah. what if, what if? You know, like, yeah, all these so-called experts. We all know what an expert is. An X is an unknown factor, and a spurts a drip under pressure. <laughs> but um, <coughs> yeah, evidence speaks a lot. Yeah, it's if, like you, if you see something, you know, like. I had a phone call with a uh, understudy 
of the Ministry of Forestry a while back and um, they asked me, what do I see when I'm loading the boats? And I said, well, I see lots of breaches in biosecurity. Oh, yeah. I see full ship inspections done within half an hour, signed off, and we've got the okay to start loading. I see crews standing on the bottom decks at the gangway taking photographs of log trucks turning up with logs being lifted off and put onto the ships. Oh, okay. I see crew coming off ships and walking around the wharves and checking drafts and things like that. And, you know, I see stevedores walking onto ships and coming off ships, you know, and I just find that, you know, there's no... There's no you know, oh, wait, wear your face mask, you know. Yeah. Oh, you haven't got a face mask on, written warning, or we're going to pull your port pass or, or this or that or the other. Yeah. But I see people with authority that are there being paid top dollar yeah. for their authority yeah. letting these things go. Yeah. And to me, it's double standard. Oh, to, yeah. to, me, to me, it's like... It's... it's Nothing short of being basically bullying, really. Yeah. You know, or not to say anything. Do as you're told, not do as you see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean by that. I can expect that. I could expect that in uh, boarding schools. I could expect that in military training. Yeah. I can expect that in early childhood development in my era when I was growing up. But I can't expect to see that in today's society with. The fragmentation of what could happen if something goes wrong. You know, like, wasn't that long ago we were told that the logs were shredding too much bark on the roads and an authority that was controlling a port was complaining about all the bark being shredded coming off the loads as well, carting them down to the boats. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, that bark stopped shredding. All protocol was followed that we had to evacuate when tarps were lent, gases were vented, and yet there was no more bark on the roads. And then lo and behold, four weeks later, we have this mystery bark beetle turn up that's enough to stop the export of logs out of Victoria. See, that's the whole thing. If you're just... I know nothing about the logging industry. So well, you'll be able to tell me... Well, well this just, uh, something an observation. Yeah, but this when you're doing the treatments and the spraying, that that kills anything that's in the wood. Yeah, alleged, alleged. Right. So, like, if you get any Tom, Dick, and Harry, right, and they'll tell you, okay. So, if you're treating these wood um, logs and that, you send them over there. Yeah. Then, how in the fuck are these beetles supposed to be getting into the bloody logs? That's that's the thing I'm thinking. Well, I can see where you're coming from, and it's supposed to be 100% quarantine, 100% biosecurity to any export of any living or, or live produce. See, that's what I'm saying. So I can't understand how our government has allowed that produce to leave 
even leave Australian waters to be going and be detected somewhere else. Somewhere along the line, high up in the pay grades, yep. someone has not done their job or someone has been given an order to do something. Hence, who paid the security guards for our quarantine? See, that's the, that's the whole thing, isn't it? It's all it's, fucking connected, mate. It, it is. You know, like, <laughs> who, who said that the barley was being dumped on China? China said that. We didn't say that. No. We're saying it wasn't. But maybe it was. Maybe our government's caused this problem. Maybe they haven't. We'll never know. We never know the truth because a politician can never tell the truth. He can never answer a question truthfully. None of them have the balls to stand up and say they were wrong. No, not and one. This this is why we need independent people. People without hidden agendas, exactly. without fucking, exactly. without any form of corruption in them to oh. try and get better of themselves or try to get higher on themselves. Well, you They're know, I, I have a great problem sometimes... I'm not on an electoral roll, and I like to ring politicians up and give give them a bit of curry. And the first thing that the receptionist asks is, you can hear her typing on the on her keypads as she's getting the electoral roll up, and she's looking for your name on the electoral roll. Right now, if you're not on the electoral roll, I'll hang up on you. But yet you're a taxpayer, mm. so. I start using that phrase on them now and I rip it right into them. I'm a taxpayer. I pay your wages. Yeah. I help pay your wages. Yeah. Without me, you don't have a job unless you do it for nothing. And you're exactly. not doing your job for nothing, are you? Oh, Christ, they wouldn't do that, no. mate. So, so yeah, there's all sorts of little tricks that they throw at you all the time. And uh, it's just, nah. Why do we have homelessness here? What, we shouldn't, what, why, we shouldn't why have Why have it. we got... 130-odd families in one district in the Gippsland that still haven't got houses to live in because of bullshitting, bureaucratic red tape. Mm. It's it's beyond me. An independent person, and I don't know how many independent inquiries have been done in this, I don't know how many media outlets have gone down there and filmed the truth, and it's still there today. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, well, I know there's actually a, um, there's a special uh, report coming on on Channel 9, The Forgotten Australians. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see what that is actually all about. ABC is actually doing one on um, food projects, fro- food produce from them areas uh, yeah. of of cottage industries that have got their businesses backing up and running again to supply themselves and their community with produce. Yeah. Good on them. Aussie battlers, you know, we've always been known as sturdy hard-working, hard-fighting people. Yep. Yet we've got these nanny goats, and that's what they are, just nanny goats. In Canberra... And snowflakes. I reckon they're snowflakes too, mate. (laughs) They melt (laughs) under heat, mate. Stand a bit of criticism when they go into a fire zone and people yelling at them and calling them all sorts of names. Yeah. Because those people feel... They've they've been failed by the people that they voted for. Yeah. And even if they didn't vote for that particular party... The other party that they voted for has not even been fighting for them to get them something. Exactly. So, just remember, folks, put the major parties last on the ballot paper. Put independent people, even if you don't even know them, give them a go. 
They can't be any worse than the bastards we've got there now. Well, as the old Aussie say, mate, give them a fair go. Exactly. Give them a fair go. And I tell you what, you never know. Those independents, they could actually um, make more changes. Well, it gives the people the power and the voice in the parliament. Exactly. You know, if I had my way, we'd have conscription in this country. We'd be like a country like Sweden. At the ages of 19 to 23, you serve military time for a period of, in that period. If you're not studying, you're serving military time. If you're not working, you do military time. But anyway, guys, I think that's what we need to hear. Um, John here and I, we've got some pretty good opinions and I reckon uh, the government needs to fucking hear this and also needs to hear the people. Anyway, John, thank you very much, mate. I really appreciate it and um, hope to see you soon. Thanks very much, Matt. Thank you. Bye, people. See you later. There it is, guys. This is what Australia needs to hear. That was a great interview with um, with my good mate, John. But I just wanted to give my little extra point of view. Everything that we said in that interview needed to be said. Not everyone's going to like it. I don't care. That just proves if, if someone does not like it, they don't like people having an opinion. We are becoming too much of a, a, uh, a snowflake country. I'm sorry, but it's true. We need to stop fucking saying that we need to do this or that or whatever. If people don't like it, they don't have to listen. But the whole thing is, right, is that we need to make changes in this country. We do. We need to start making people think that we need changes. Okay? It's like I looked on my phone there the other day. All right? Now, there's been some unofficial bans on coal. Like John said, dirty coal, sugar, seafoods like lobsters, copper, log timber, like me and John talked about, about the fucking bark beetle. <laughs> and how fucking ridiculous is that? Show evidence. Show evidence that that bark beetle exists. Now, there's also been another one. Wine. Now, wine estates, which produces like penfolds. Now, penfolds, if you don't know what penfolds is, it's one of Australia's biggest producers of wine in South Australia. They have suspended all trade after the announcement caused the value of, of having, um, like, all shit's been cancelled and shit. The wine of the value of it has plummeted to nothing. China demands that Australian wine has skyrocketed doubling the amount of 50 million in spaces of seven years. Wine Australia estimates Australian accounts as a quarter of China's market. Now, one thing I do know is that it is 40% of, our, of their market is our wine. Now, that's the other thing. When Australia asks... Because uh, I'm actually reading off this thing, I've actually, I took some screenshots of it. 
Um, when Australia asks if Australia would consider measures against China um, not to go into Pacific, Australia is a fair trading nation which will um, play by the rules set out to us. Well, okay. That's that's a little bit of bullshit, all right? Because nearly, uh, I reckon nearly half of Northern Territory, half of fucking West Australia, probably nearly three-quarters of Victoria, a little bit of South Australia, a little bit of New South Wales, a little bit of Queensland, probably a little bit of Tasmania, is Chinese-owned. Now, don't you think that we should really turn around and seize all properties for China, from China? If they want to say to us, okay, fuck you, we are not taking any more of your produces or any of your um, materials, okay, China, that's fine, mate. Or fuck you too. All your properties that you have see, that you have actually got here in Australia have now been seized and now going to be taken control by us. If you want some of our stuff, okay, we'll process it here, we'll make it here, we'll send you the fucking product. We are not going to give you fucking our iron ore, so then you can process it over the over to there and send it back here for nearly twice the price. Why should we? It does not work that way. It should not work that way. Australia has got enough facilities here to make our own materials. We have got the best iron in the world. We have got the best steel in the world. We have got plenty of deposits of iron ore to make the best steel and the best iron in the world. We should be using that to us, well, for us, nothing else. Now, we have also got the materials to feed ourselves. Why should we give our freaking food that we have grown, that we have made, just to sell it over to China for, for a couple of bob? If you don't know what that means, it's a couple of pennies, more or less scraps. It's time the government get off their asses. I know Scott Morrison has actually st- has stood up to him, I suppose. But that's not the only thing that has to be done. Australia has to stand up. Uh, really, Australia has to stand up to these bastards and say, no, fuck you. You listen here. Now, the Australian government rejects any allegations that the wine producers are dumping product into China. We continue to believe that there are no basis or no any evidence of these claims. We continue to work with our wine industry and Chinese authorities as a part of an ongoing dumping investigation we will also or we will of course consider all options moving forward Australian wine hugely uh, hugely sorry popular in both China and across the globe due to its high quantity and we are uh, confident in that a full through uh, thorough investigation will confirm this 
it is wrong that, that the findings that are primary or whatever investigations, in fact, of the substance he said. Australia will stand up by our wine industry, defending its integrity and responding to the appealing of an appropriate gesture, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, he said that the government will work with an industry, industry, sorry, I'm knocking up your words here, uh, to exercise all avenues of 10-day window before said something like sin or whatever. The Agriculture Minister uh, said Australia would be vastly fighting against the something, something development, bloody whatever. But the whole thing is, guys, is that we're really in some ways. Like I said, we can build our own things here, we can make our own things here, so why can't we? Really, why can't we? We just need to get onto it, guys. Now, like John said, make sure you put all the major parties to the bottom and let independents have their go. You never know what actually might happen. We're just going to have to wait and see, guys. But anyway, that's enough for me today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you go onto my Facebook. And uh, it says Maddie was media. It'll be in the show notes and that type of thing. But anyway, guys, like I said, have a good one. And um, But like I said, it's time for things to change here in Australia. Hope you enjoy the episode, guys. I'll talk to you later. See you later, guys.